0: Good morning and welcome to First Baptist Church. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Uh, just a reminder for you that you can find our services on YouTube at FBC Floyd Data um, and then also on our church website at fbcfloydata.org. Uh, you can find uh, previous services and recorded uh, services there as well. Uh, you can also give online uh, on our church website or send in a check uh, or, or your tithe and offerings to our church office or bring it by the office Uh, Just remember, though, that uh, contributions must be postmarked uh, to be recorded for this year by December 31st or bring them by our church office before uh, December 30th. Uh, There are also envelopes for next year, 2021, out in the hallway here, or if you'd like to stop by and pick up your uh, tithe and offering envelopes, uh, you can do that as well. Um, Next couple weeks, we'll have some poinsettias here on sale for $15.00. Uh, They're going to be for our services, but after uh, our uh, candlelight service, you're uh, welcome to take those home as well. Uh, Our candlelight services will be on December 20th at 6 p.m., so we hope you would join us for that. We have some great things lined up. Uh, We will be back in service uh, the morning of the December 20th in person, so uh, please join us for that, although Sunday school will not begin until the 27th, so uh, just keep that in mind. Um, Also, we're going to be discussing our church budget for 2021, the proposed budget, on December 16th at 6.30, so if you would like to come and and have any discussion about it, uh, please do so on that Wednesday night, and then the following Sunday evening, the same night as our candlelight service, at uh, 5.30, we're going to vote on the proposed budget. So December 20th at 5.30, we'll vote on the budget, Um, and then uh, the youth will have a Christmas party on December 20th, also at 4 p.m. So thank you for joining us in worship today. Uh, I would ask that you would just uh, stop and just join me for a moment uh, in a word of prayer. Dear, gracious, heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all of the wonderful things that you do for us. But God, we just praise you today for who you are, Uh, for you constantly uh, speak into our lives uh, through your word. Um, God, and and through others, uh, as your spirit lives in them. Uh, God, we can see your presence in the world, and God, help us to be more aware of your presence, each and everywhere we go, and help us to bring the light of Christ uh, to all those around us. And God, help us uh, in these difficult days uh, as we close out, uh, get ready to close out the uh, the, the this year 2020. Uh, we wait expectantly for uh, Christmas and for your coming, God. Um, but God, help us in decision making. Help us in planning. Um, God, we, we ask for your, uh, divine intervention into our lives, each and every one of our lives. Um, God, we place all our hope and all our trust in you. We thank you so much for this day. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
1: Hello, church family. We're here to do the scripture reading and prayer with you, um, we're reading today out of Hebrews 12, verses 28 and 29. And I just thought that with the world, all the changes that are taking place this year in this world, um, reflecting on that, that at least one thing that hasn't changed is our God, the one true living God and his love for us. So Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire.
2: Let us bow before God and pray. Dear Holy Father, we thank you so much for giving us such a great opportunity to just love you and worship you, and Father, we're so grateful that you've extended your love through so many different ways. Father, even though that we look at not just our country, but this world being in such a chaotic way, you are in control, Father God. And I thank you for that. And I thank you that prayers do matter and that prayers do change lives. And I'm so grateful, Father, that you're hearing our prayers, Lord. And Father, I just hate what we've seen through the world, Lord, But and I know that's a terrible thing to say, but Father God, through it all, I just love the fact that you absolutely love us and that the war has already been won, Lord. Father, I thank you and I love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, good morning, church family. We're just excited to get to worship with you together, even though we're having to do it with you from home. Um, But as we continue through this Advent season, I'm just excited to get to sing these Christmas songs with you as we wait in expectation to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And so I pray this morning that you would worship along with us. We're going to start with O come, O come, Emmanuel. morning. I hope you've had a great week thinking about Jesus as the hope to this world. This week's candle is love. Let's light our candle. Okay, I'm going to read you a few scriptures. Let's read Luke 2, 1 through 7. About this time, Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the nation. Everyone was required to return to his ancestral home for this registration. And because Joseph was a member of the royal line, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, King David's ancient home, journeying there from the Galilean village of Nazareth. He took with him Mary, his fiance, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the village inn. And do you remember who that baby is? The baby was Jesus. We're going to read another one, and I bet a lot of you know this one. This is John three 16. Let's see if we can say it together. And if you came to Awana a few years ago, we made some motions for it. So let's do those motions together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's John 3, 16. I hope y'all remembered that one. So this week's candle is love. Jesus was born because God loved us so, so much that he sent his promised son, Jesus, to save us all from sin. And if you remember last week, I reminded you that he didn't come as this great big king with a crown and a robe. He came as a tiny little innocent baby, and that baby was born in Bethlehem. And this week's candle is called Bethlehem's Candle. So Jesus came to save us from the sin and darkness of the world. He must really, really love us a lot to send us his one and only son. Let's pray together. Dear God, thank you so much for loving us and sending your son for me and for everyone else in this world. We pray that we will remember this big act of love, making sure that everyone knows. We need to tell everyone about Jesus. Help us to let others know as much how much you just love all of us and that you love them too we love you God thank you so much amen all right we'll see you next week bye
3: Oh sure.
4: Good morning. I'm so happy to be able to join with you together in worship today. Even though we're not together in person, we are together in the Spirit. Um, If you will, please go with me uh, to the Lord in a word of prayer. Our good and gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the day, for the opportunity we have to assemble in our own places but we have assembled together in spirit. Lord, I ask that at this time you give me your words to share, your words to hear. Remind us of this season of Advent. As we are getting closer and closer to Christmas Day, remind us of the darkness of this world and how a light entered it In the innocent form of a baby. Remind us of the hope and peace and joy and love that this season brings us. And it's not because of the birth of a child, but it is because of what the child would grow to do. That would teach us how to live a life according to the law. Live it perfectly as an example and show us that it can be done but because we are sinful creatures that that life would surrender to the punishment that we deserve as Christ freely gave himself to the cross because of us because of our sins but rose that Easter Sunday in victory with resurrection we too can be raised with him so as we celebrate advent or christmas time Remind us that Christ is returning as he promised. Returning to take us away from the darkness of this world. But until that time, we have been given the light to carry out, to carry out to all that would hear the message of the gospel of grace. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, Today is one of my favorite stories in the Christmas time. It is a sweet, innocent story of a young girl who has strength and bravery and will do things that many of us would not dream of doing. It is the story of Mary and the proclamation of the angel of the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, So at this time, if you would, please join with me as we read from God's Word starting in the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Starting in verse 26, we hear this. We hear that in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was perplexed by his words and pondered them. What sort of greeting this might be? And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and he will be na- you will name him Jesus. He will be great. And, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, "How can this be, since I am a virgin?" The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child will be born, will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to have been barren, for nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary said... Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Could you put yourself in this scene today? Could you place yourself so many years ago where this girl, this young girl who had been engaged to a man... Can you put yourself in that scene? It is hard to imagine what Mary would have thought and how she could respond in such positive light to the announcement that she would be the mother of Jesus Christ. It is difficult. It is difficult to imagine that situation. So how was this young child, able? to have this angelic visitation and surrender to the Lordship of God with the simple statement, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. That is the question that we have for today. That is the question that I have for you. That is the question that I ask myself. How can we have the faith that Mary has in this scene? How do we come, as our Catholic friends call, the Blessed Virgin Mary? How do we become her? How do we have a faith that exemplifies the love of God has for this world for others? Now, we can compare this to the story of John's prophecy of his birth. And so last week, as you remember, as we talked about the birth of John the Baptist and what he meant, and the story of Christmas, uh, we remember that uh, his his father and mother were righteous people. Uh, they were re- religious. Uh, Zachariah, the father, was a priest, and Elizabeth, the mother, was descendant uh, from Aaron. So we have like good lineage, good people. Holy righteous, uh, but they had been left barren without a child. Elizabeth, past childbearing years, uh, conceives and bears a son named John, this Elizabeth that we're talking about today in the story. That was amazing, the birth of John. The birth of Jesus is more. Now, many times we talk about the virgin birth as the miracle. It is not the birth in itself, but it is the conception that we speak of today. That is the true miracle of Christmas. Jesus was born just like any other child. Now, it was an interesting story as Jesus is brought down to Bethlehem to be born of all the cogs and the wheels that had to go together and everything of that nature. But it is this story that makes Christmas so important. This virgin birth and the faith of Mary. What do you think it would have been like if she would have said, there's no way you can do this. Can't happen, no way. Would the story have changed? Maybe, we don't know. But what we see is a, a young woman who is on the beginning of her adult life, surrendered to the will of God, and became something that the world could not do for itself. You can talk about the story of creation and Adam and Eve and the original, fall, original sin and all that that took place back then, how Adam, who would have been the representative between us and God as they walked together in the garden in the cool of the night and talked as if face to face, Adam could not live up to God's standards and humanity failed and ever since it was suffering. And so God did in this story only what God can do. In the past, in the stories of Mary's ancestors that she would have learned about growing up, uh, she saw how great humans who were flawed were used by God to do great things. But it's funny when we read through the story of Judges or we read through the the history of the kings uh, and the people of Israel, how they have such short-term memories. And we can look with a distance in hindsight and say... Oh, I don't get how they just kept messing up over and over again. But it's easy to forget that these histories span decades or or longer. Generations have passed. What do you know about life from your great-grandparents' generation? Let me ask you that. We don't know a whole lot. Some of us have better uh, oral traditions about family history and things than, that is, than others. And some have no clue even what their great-grandparents' uh, names may even be. And so when we talk about Mary, she was given the scriptures and raised just like she should have been raised. And she was nurtured in that faith. And so we see two things in this story. We see the love of God for humanity and the love of God who sees a righteous girl as worthy of carrying the Christ. But we also see the response of faith. Divine action is dependent on human action in this story. The divine will of God to send Jesus Christ through Mary is dependent on Mary's submission To the will of God. Here I am, Mary says, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel leaves her. And so now Mary goes about, as many of us would, trying to figure out, did I just have a hallucination? Am I going crazy with premarital jitters and all that kind of stuff? And so she was given a sign that her cousin Elizabeth in her old age is expecting a child and is in her sixth month. And so Mary, in verse 39, begins to tell us this. It says, In those days Mary set out. And she went with haste to the Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me the mother of my lord comes to me that the mother of my lord comes to me for as soon as i heard the sound of your greeting the child in my womb leaped for joy and the blessed is and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what is spoken to her by the lord So she is curious as she goes. She believes the angels, but there's always this, this kind of hesitancy when you can't explain or recreate the storyline to, to see if what has been told to you is accurate. And so Mary goes to see her cousin Elizabeth at this time, who is obviously pregnant in her sixth month. And as soon as the baby in Elizabeth's womb, this John the Baptist hears the voice of Mary he is filled with the Spirit. From birth, the, the, pro- the prophecy says that John will be filled in the womb with the Holy Spirit. This man who has been set apart to pave the way for the Lord Jesus Christ is already at work in the womb of his mother's Elizabeth, jumping for joy that the promised Messiah has come, that has entered. But then we ask again, how can Mary have this faith? Well, the story doesn't stop there. It continues on in verse 46. And Mary said, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and the Spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for He has looked with favor on the lowliness of His servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed For the mighty one has done great things for me, and the holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. What a wonderful song Mary sings. What a beautiful verse that Mary sings. And this is how she can respond in such a weird chain of events. I mean, think about it. Visited by an angel, told you you're going to have a baby when you've never been with a man. All this kind of stuff that takes place, that is a lot to wrap your head around. But Mary can sing and rejoice because she knows who she is and where she comes from. She knows who God is and how wonderful He is for humanity. He knows that God never forgets his promises to us. And that is one of the reasons that we can celebrate Advent. Because it is a proven time that God shows humanity that he does not forget his promises to us. When we are surrounded by the darkness of this year... And that as we open our newspapers and find more loved ones have gone on. Whether from this virus or from other situations. We can still be reminded that God doesn't forget. And that God is powerful and mighty. And is in control of everything that is around us. As verse 37 reminds us this season. For nothing will be impossible with God. For nothing will be impossible for God. The girl who questions how these things can be is given the assurance and the promise of who God is. For nothing is impossible with God. The God who spoke and creation came into, the be, into being Nothing is impossible. We don't serve a God who is distant, who, who somehow created this world and molded it and wound it up like a clock and set everything into motion. We don't serve a God who is responsible by a chain of accidental events. But we serve a God who is interested and active in the lives of His people. We are each created with a purpose. We are created for the season of life that we live in. We may not understand our purpose today, but we understand that God has made us for a reason. We can be like Mary when difficult situations happen because this is a difficult situation for this young lady to find herself in, pregnant, betrothed to a man who may or may not keep her. But she knows that no matter what happens, God is in control. And God is faithful to those who love Him. God is faithful to those who will respond to His call. But in this story, I want to make sure you see two things. One is that the love of God is being poured out into the world right here. It is being poured out into the life of Mary and to our lives. It is being poured out through the words of the angel and through her family line and and through all this, onto all the people. It is being poured out on those promises and the prophecies of old. It is being poured out today as they were fulfilled through this Christmas time. But as God's love and mercy and grace is poured out on us, even today, that it has to be reacted upon. As Lulu's Corner reminded us from John 3, 16, for God so loved this world, that his love for this world is being poured out, that he gave us this child so that we may be saved. So that we may be saved. But it says for whoever believes. We have to respond to God's love with faith. Without faith God can do nothing for us. God can, we cannot fulfill our purposes without faith. We cannot fulfill our basic tendencies of a relationship with God. If we can't see God for who He is and respond as such, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We will be thrown out of God's presence into utter darkness. But those who have heard this message of the gospel, this message of grace, who have seen how the light has come into the world and each week as these candles we light get brighter and brighter until Christmas Day when the light is fully come, We know that it doesn't take much of a flame to pierce the darkness. And one thing is for sure. If there is light, darkness can never smother it. If there is light, no matter how small, you can't get dark enough to cover up the light. If you want to get rid of the light, it has to be extinguished. And the only way to extinguish the light is to reject Jesus. And not come to him in faith. And so Mary who was raised. As a righteous child. Who was taught her history of her people. And the promises of a Messiah. And who was steeped in the love of God. In her heart. Had no other choice. But to respond in the way she did. She was filled with the love of God. Even before this scene. And so when good things happen to her, she sees God's hand in it. And when bad things happen to her, she could see that God was still with her, watching over her and protecting her. And so Mary's heart overflowed in this scene. Her soul magnifies the Lord. How does your soul magnify the Lord? Because for Mary, Easter... Is in the future. But for us. It has already come to pass. And our sins have been forgiven. If we respond in faith. To this gospel call. But her soul magnifies the Lord. And her spirit rejoices. She has joy. Even today. And favor was found. On those who were humble. And it says. Surely from now on. All generations will call Me blessed. And blessed is our Mary in this story. It says, for the mighty one has done great things. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arms. This is what God has done. With strength with his arm, he scatters the proud. He brings down the powerful. He lifts up The lowly he fills. The hungry. The rich go away empty. He helps his servant. He remembers. His mercy. And his promises. Forever and ever. What an encouragement to take during these days. No matter how you find yourself during this season. God remembers his promises to each and every one of us. His promises can be found in this pages of scripture. The evidence of his love is marked throughout time. God is not remote, but he enters into our world. He enters in through servants like Mary. Servants like you and through servants like me. But in difficult situations, does my soul magnify the Lord? Does yours? Can we rejoice even when the news is not promising? Do we feel that we have found the favor of God? That is the question for today. For God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus Christ, and whoever believes in him will not perish. And we long for that day when Christ will return so that there will be no more death, that there will be no more pain, that sin will be eradicated, and that we will truly become the people that we have been created to be. Until that day comes, I pray for you, and I ask that you pray for me. So if you will, join with me as we go to the Lord together in spirit. And pray that he will watch over us in this season. Our good and gracious Heavenly Father, we are thankful for today. We are thankful for your message. Though the time is difficult, your promises are ever more true. It was difficult for Mary that first day when she heard the announcement. But man, what a blessing her life had. As she was able to raise our Lord Jesus Christ. Her heart was broken at Golgotha. But it was rejuvenated on Easter. So Lord let it be with us. That during difficult days. The days that we live in. The days in the future. That when we talk about you, our soul rejoices. That we magnify you with our life. That when others see us, they see you. For we are your servants. Let us not be proud. Let us not seek power, but humbly come before you. And surrender to your call. It is in your name we pray together. Amen. And at this time, I want to remind you that if you need to talk to someone, if you need someone to pray over you, uh, you can reach us at the church office at 806-983-3755. You can get me on my cell phone at 983-1755. You can go to our website. There is an anonymous prayer link that you can seek out if you don't want to share your name or identity with us or you can just email me directly at mark at fbcfoydata.org. May you go in peace and remember that God is in this season because his love for you is ever greater than you can ever imagine. Amen.